Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. and welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we spoke about ways to get outside and explore. So I hope you found some golden nuggets of information from that episode. This week, we're going to talk about connection and how it's not just about trying to connect with your child or even someone you know, for that matter, um, on the spectrum. It's about human connection. This has really been weighing on my mind a lot lately, I think because um, I've realized that over the years with Drayson, that we've gotten very much into the cycle of therapy and tools and resources to help Drayson, which I think they're all very important. But I think something even more important than that is connection. It's something that we all have in common. It's what brings us together as a family. It's what brings us together with our friends and even our colleagues or people that we work with. And I think it's so important that we have to realize that without some form of connection, we can become emotionally compromised. And it is no different for a person on the spectrum. I feel like it's something that we don't always recognize and it's needed um, always for everyone. And so I wanted to basically have an episode about that today. For Drayson, you know, many people on the spectrum do not show emotion and that's something that you'll hear um, in the autism community. And it's hard sometimes and it leads to a misconception that they don't care or that they don't have feelings about things. And I definitely have experienced that with Drayson myself. Drayson doesn't get excited to see me when I come home. You know, he doesn't engage when I talk, when I walk in the door. Um, he doesn't seek my attention all the time. Um, he, sometimes that makes me feel really sad. Sometimes it's very difficult for me. Um, it's hard when sometimes I walk in the door and I'm like, hi, Drayson, how was your day? And I hear, go away, mom, because he's busy working on maybe a train set or he's playing a video game or he's doing something else and he doesn't want to steer from what he's doing. Um, and that that's hard for me sometimes. Um, and it's been difficult to try to figure out how I can overcome that with him or still try to formulate some sort of connection with him. So how do I let go of my emotion and not feel um, upset about it? How do I try to continue to establish that connection? Because I think what happens sometimes for a lot of us is we have that emotional response right? It makes us feel upset. So now when I walk in the door, I'm just not even going to say hi because I don't want that kind of response, which is a normal human thing to feel, right? But when it comes to Drayson or someone on the spectrum, potentially, that might not be the best thing. So I've realized that I've had to overcome um, and get out of my own head quite a bit about 
um, how I feel about it and, and have to try to figure out still how to connect with them. I have to, you definitely have to develop some tough, you know, some thick skin for sure. Um, I, I, I feel like I've really had to, um, kind of callous myself a little bit and not feel so sensitive about the way that he responds to me. And this is something that I've, I'm, I'm starting to explore more and more because I care more about formu- formulating that connection with him than I do about the initial or the, the, the actual reaction itself. I, I, I want that connection with my son uh, on a much deeper level than just the, the automatic response type of thing. Um, so like I said, I had to let go of my own experiences and my belief system that I have developed over the years. Like I said, it, not to take it personal. Um, and I guess that, and it, that really is an emotional, a, a normal emotional response, right? So if somebody reacts that way to us, it's not like the next time, you know, it's like Pavlov's, Pavlov's dog, right? I don't want to feel that again. So I'm not going to do that again. Um, and I, that's the hard part about this is I've had to still, <laughs> endure it, even though that's not really the response I want. But my hope is that I can teach him the appropriate response and that someday he will respond to me appropriately. Um, So a lot of times what I do is I walk over to him and I will say hello. A lot of times it's no or go away, mom, or not right now. Um, so I still try to go over and initiate a little bit of a response with him. So if he doesn't want to give me a hug, hello, because I'm a hugger. I love giving my son hugs. Um, if he doesn't want me to hug him, sometimes I'll just say, can I have knuckles or can I have a high five? And if I can at least try to get that out of him, then I feel like I've initiated a little bit more of a response from him. So I don't completely ignore it if he shuts me out is what I'm trying to say. I still try to initiate some sort of response from him. And I take what I can get. For me, if the kid gives me a high five instead of a hug, that's a win for me. I'm going to chalk that up to, okay, I got some sort of response and he hears me. He knows I'm here. He knows I'm acknowledging him and I'm saying hello and we're going to leave it at that. I'll wait a little while and then maybe I'll try to initiate another response again. So if he doesn't tell me how his day was right then and there, I'll wait a little while and see if he pauses with what he's doing. And then maybe I'll ask him again, how was your day? Um, So I still don't give up on trying to have a conversation with him. And like I said, I take what I can get because I choose to believe that the connection is still very important to him too. And it is. Whether we realize it or not, it's very important. And I do feel that part of the reason why we've made strides with Drayson in his therapies and in his appointments and all the things that we've done throughout the years is because we've still tried to formulate a loving connection with our son. And that's very, very important. It's important for all of us, like I said earlier, and um, it's become important for me too. It means something to me too if I can get a response from him. We need to find ways to, that we can that we can show how we care and um, with everyone in our lives, right? And so it's not just for the ones on the spectrum, but every day. I think connection is so important. We get so caught up in the daily grind of things. And I guess what I'm saying is that we're we're living day to day in our grind and and sometimes I think we forget to let our loved ones know how much we love them and value them and appreciate them. So I challenge you to express yourself 
more. I challenge you to get out of the grind, to get out of the rut. Tell your child you love them. Ask yourself, when's the last time you told your kid you love them? Was it five minutes ago? Great. Tell them again. (laughs) Was it yesterday? Great. Tell them again. But I think it's important to make sure that we let our loved ones know that, Um, including your spouse, including your friends, including other family members. Um, It's important to remember and to establish those connections. The stronger the connection, the stronger the support, I feel. We're so focused on behavioral plans with Drayson, and um, I sometimes feel that we're still missing some of those fundamentals of what's important, right, of what's the end goal. And behavior plans have worked for us, but I only believe that behavior plans have worked for us because of two core beliefs that we have attached to the each and every one, okay? Every behavioral plan, every goal, everything, there's still – very core beliefs that are attached to those things. And what what we highly believe in our household and, and everything that we do with Drayson and everything we do as a family is that the first thing is belief that Drayson is capable and that he can do these things that we need him to do. He might not know how to do everything right now, but we believe that someday he will be capable to take care of himself, to do things for himself. So with every goal in mind, every behavioral plan, everything that we have implemented, there's always the belief that he is capable. And the second thing is unconditional love. Unconditional love, loving the good and the bad. You can't love only certain parts of this. You have to love all of it. And that is a really, really hard thing to do. But we feel that as long as those two things are attached, belief and unconditional love to every goal, to behavioral plans, to anything that we implement in any of his therapies, then we know that he has the potential to be successful within those goals. So I ask you, the posing question is, how are you finding connection with your child or with your loved one on the spectrum? It could be the smallest thing. For example, it could be that you just went and sat next to the person even though they didn't say a word to you. Like I said, Drayson sometimes doesn't even acknowledge me when I walk in the door. If I don't say hello, he wouldn't say hi to me at all. Um, So sometimes it's just important to establish the simplicity of things. Sometimes I just go and sit next to him. I don't even say anything to him. I'll just sit next to him because he knows I'm there. He knows I'm there and that's important. And sometimes it's just sitting in silence. Um, I just want – the other day I did that. I sat right next to him because I just simply wanted to be next to him. If you can give a high five instead of a hug, if you can do knuckles, it could even be something as simple as putting a sticky note in their lunchbox or in their backpack or a sticky note on their mirror every morning when they get ready for the day or at the end of the day, surprise them. Um, Just getting five seconds of good eye engagement. Sometimes I just ask Drayson to look at me. And as he's looking at me, I tell him how much I care about him and how much I love him. And sometimes just getting five seconds of that eye engagement for me is helping me to formulate a connection with my son. And it's very deliberate and it's very intentional. And I know that that might sound silly, but... Um, it's important because now, because we've been doing those things all along, what we're starting to notice is that Drayson is beginning to reciprocate a little bit more. 
and it's still not every day, but he's beginning to reciprocate a little bit more. For example, last night we were watching a movie and um, he was in the other room playing with his trains. Um, Afterwards, he got up and he was kind of wandering around. Sometimes Drayson paces and wanders around a little bit. Um, and he'll do his stemming verbally and physically. He'll he'll flap his hands and he'll stem and kind of pace back and forth. He did that just for a few minutes. And then he came inside to the living room where we were sitting watching the uh, movie. He sat right next to me and he had his blanket with him. And he sat next to me and he said, I'm cold. And I said, well, I'm cold too, but you're lucky because you have a blanket. And he took his blanket and he threw it also on me. I said, oh, are you going to share your blanket with me? And he said, yeah. And he actually leaned up against me. So I put my arm around him, and we stayed there underneath the blanket, kind of cuddled up. And um, I was trying not to get emotional or cry because I was so excited about it. But it was that moment where I realized that the connection was important to him because he was now initiating that response from me. So I challenge all of you to find ways to make sure that you're keeping that connection alive and your human connection is so important in everything that you do. Um, And to make sure that you don't stop trying because if you do, then things can go to the wayside and you don't want that to happen. So it's important for both of you to make sure that that human connection is staying there always. This concludes our episode for today. But before we go, I do have a question for you. And it's what do you do to connect with your loved one on the spectrum? I would love to hear your answers, as well as giving helping us to give us more ideas in our home of things that we can implement. Feel free to email me those answers at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. Um, and we look forward to hearing those answers. Feel free to also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. If you like what you're hearing, also please spread the word to others that this might be helpful for and feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Thanks again for tuning in and until next time, keep working on your puzzle and remember you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. Take care.